welcome you to this episode of Just Another Conspiracy Show with your host, Jeff Williams. Well, it's been an adventurous and interesting time to be a member of the public listening to the news media, and I say interesting time in precisely the same way the ancient Chinese curse goes, may you live in interesting times. We had the school shooter show up last week, and as usual, the debate between gun control and gun advocacy has raged on, but that's really a sideshow. Let's look at this case, because the closer we look at it, the more interesting it becomes. There's more at work here than just one deranged individual. There have, of course, been many school sh- many shootings in general, mass shootings. Columbine Massacre, the Washington Sniper, the Orlando nightclub shooting, the Las Vegas shooting, there's there's all sorts of incidents of mass violence. As a matter of fact, mass shootings have gone up from once every 200 days between 1982 and 2011 to once every 64 days. About every 64 days, someone decides they are going to pick up a gun or several guns, as the case often is, and take out whatever rage and anger they have at the world on whoever their targets will be. The targets may change, but the intention doesn't. The intention is to kill. But in almost almost all the cases, one or two exceptions, the perpetrators have been felled by a bullet from a law enforcement agent. Somehow, the end, in the end, the f- perpetrator stands their ground and winds up being shot dead by the police. The Florida shooter, Nicholas Cruz as he is called, he didn't do that. He had fully loaded magazines, he had guns on his person, and he just suddenly stopped. As a matter of fact, he stopped, left the scene of the crime, and went to the store, And what did he do in the store? He had a hamburger. That's right. After a mass shooting, after killing people, he decided it was time for a snack. Now, of course, a lot of people are going to say, well, that just shows how irrational he is. But it shows that there is a pattern there. You see, there's a category of assassins called a lost assassin, which means you do not expect that assassin to come back. These are people who commit murder and then they are disposed of. 
It is, of course, the easiest way to hide the motive for killing. Get rid of the murderer. And in this case, there is definitely an assassination motive. There is a particular pattern to his crimes. But the killer didn't complete his objective. He didn't let himself get shot. So, again, while there's some who would dismiss this thing, it's work of a sociopath, a psychopath, whatever they might diagnose him with, it's not the right, it's not the correct story. No one in their right mind would believe like or behave like the Florida shooter did, but the Illuminati depends on people who are not in their right minds. It's been documented that Nicholas Cruz has had many psychological issues. Um, of course, painting him with autism, attention deficit disorder, depression, and putting him in a mental health group, whatever therapy he was in. Of course, he decided to stop going to it. And then, magically, a few days later, winds up buying a gun, despite them knowing he had this past history with mental health. <laughs> no problem. You're a 19-year-old, you can buy a gun. Mental health issues, no problem, no obstacle. It's almost like one of the car commercials you see. No reasonable offer turned down. And that's exactly what they did with this young man. This young man turned murderer. And the targets he chose were very interesting. You see, they paint Nicholas Cruz as a racist, and they show his Facebook profile with various things about how he looks down on various minorities. And, of course, that's the way it works in the West. You see, a white killer is going to be a racist, no matter what. And a color of another, a killer of another color in a foreign country is going to be a terrorist. We are getting locked into these thought patterns by the media, and they keep repeating them. Every killer has been a racist. Every foreign-born killing has been a terrorist attack, no matter what the motive might be. But back to the pattern. If we look at the people and the names, there's going to be a particular pattern. You see, eight of the people were 14 years of age, and if you add the two at 15 years of age, that's nine out of 17. Well over half of his victims were in that age bracket, 14 to 15, mostly 14. Alyssa Aldehef, 14. Martin Duke, 14. Jamie Gutenberg, 14. Luke Hoyer, 15. Kara Logren, 14. Gina Montalo, 14. Elena Petty, 14. Alex Schachter, 14. And Peter Wang, 15. Now, you might have listened to those, those names, and you'll notice something peculiar. They sound like typical, common, everyday names. If you go through the profile, you'll notice that the people who, sorry, not the profile, if you go through the victim statements and the news reports, you'll notice that despite him being supposedly a racist, he didn't really kill anybody of any minority. But what he did do was kill people of a certain age bracket, 14 to 15 years old. In other words, he was picking off the very young. Other people did get killed, of course, and this is not to minimize the tragedy that has happened on their lives. But the fact is, 
what happened is a child sacrifice. Yes, Nicholas Cruz performed a child sacrifice on behalf of the Illuminati. He walked in, he took their lives, and then all the media attention was focused on it to have you tuned into the ritual that was performed, to be thinking of the victims, to be thinking of the violence, and adding your own mental energy, your consciousness, to the horrible crime that was committed. Of course, they deflect your conscious mind by putting the gun-anti-gun debate, but what we really need to concentrate on is, why did they need a child sacrifice? Indeed, why have we had so many child sacrifices over recent years? Uh, How many school shootings can we Google up? There's quite a few, especially United States. Again, every 64 days, there is a major killing happening. More than four victims, I believe, is the definition of a mass shooting. Now, Nicholas Cruz knew exactly what he was doing. The day of the crime, he posted on his Facebook, I'm going to be a school shooter. So we can see this was premeditated. Given his psychological diagnosis of autism, attention deficit hyperactive disorder, and all the other labels they want to give to him, the fact is, this is somebody who had a plan. And they want, sorry, they have so many ways of programming somebody it's not funny and when you get somebody in to one of these programs it is so easy for them to slip mind control ideas into you i'm not blaming the psychiatrists most psychiatrists are good people but the illuminati does not need all the psychiatrists they only need a few one or two on their side and psychiatrists and psychologists are very very good at what they do they listen to people they follow trends they follow patterns and if they see a man who is psychologically imbalanced man or woman they know what buttons to press now at the present time Nicholas Cruz is scheduled for the death penalty because of his so-called crimes. And his plea bargain is, if you take the death penalty off the table, I will plead guilty. Well, I generally sympathize towards the anti-death penalty side. In this case, I would definitely understand why the victim's families would want some sort of retribution. But here's what I propose. I propose keeping him alive. And do you know why? because we haven't really had a solid case of a mass shooter to study recently. He should be locked up forever. I have no issue with that. I'm willing to have my tax dollars go to support him, but let's have him studied, humanely of course, to try to figure out what's going on. Yes, admittedly, but they'll probably lock him up and they'll have some sort of tragedy with him sooner or later. But again, I don't want to see the death penalty. I would rather see whatever it was that snapped in his mind that made him decide that day was the day, not one day before, not one day afterward. That was the day he was going to perform a child sacrifice to serve his Illuminati masters. Now, the criminal globalists 
are excellent at creating Manchurian candidates. With MKUltra, which is public knowledge, that was in the 1970s. That means they've had 40, 50 years to develop that technology, and even more so, it is buried completely within the layers of black projects. The government is so segmented in what is classified and what is not, they don't even know what they know. So when I seem to be talking out of my rear end here and saying, oh, this is a conspiracy, the fact is, for you to request a document for the government, you have to know precisely the department it is in at that moment. And God forbid that department closes or gets folded or reorganized, which every government that comes in loves to do that. Change the names, change the departments, shuffle the people, and all of a sudden, what was an open document a minute ago is now in a classified department. The same is true with people. While I would not accuse most government people of going along with encouraging a school shooting, there was definitely programming going on. I listed, I've listed his... I listed um, Nicholas Cruz's psychological issues several times, and he was on medication, plus whatever therapy they had decided to prescribe to him. And when he stopped going to treatment, he became a ticking time bomb. Whoever was in charge of him knew that. Not only his handlers, the programmers, the people that put the idea in their head, or in his head, but... I would also hazard a guess whoever it was who okayed the firearm application. Whoever it was who let him post his rants on Facebook and not do anything about it. I have friends on Facebook and when somebody starts posting something that seems suspicious, my alarm bells go off. So the question is, if he is posting hate messages against other races, why did no one have a talk with him? But that brings us to his motivation. Well, not his motivation. He was simply following his programming. The hidden one's motivation was to have a mass shooting and a child sacrifice. You see, a mass shooting accomplishes several aims. It thins up the population, gets media attention, and forces you to give your will over to the media. And it's being taken it's being done more and more like i said every 64 days since 2000 um oh goodness 2000 since 2011 that's the way they've been doing things however there are other ways the illuminati can take care of their problems and get their points across it doesn't have to be a mass shooting it doesn't even have to be a single person a single assassin a lot of times, people simply disappear for no reason whatsoever. There are no guns, there's not always bodies, but people simply go away, never to be seen again, at least not alive. There's no official figures for how many people go missing in a year. As a matter of fact, there's several continents we don't have data for, reliable data. South America, Africa, Asia, you know, three quarters of the world. But in North America, over a million people disappear without a trace. Yes, admittedly, some of these people are killed by wild animals, abducted into the slave trade, 
but a significant number do not find their bellies the way into the belly of a beast or in the slave dens of billionaires. A man called David Paulides, I might be butchering that pronunciation, P-A-U-L-I-D-E-S, David Paulides. I'll go with that one for now. He's a retired police officer. And since he retired, he's been doing some intense investigation into the people that simply go missing. Now, this is a police officer. This is a man with expertise. And he's noticed that people going missing are clustered around certain areas, particularly around bodies of water and in national parks. Now, while bodies of water does provide the convenient explanation of a drowning, and national parks have confusing trails, wildlife, and several other hazards, there are people who survive these missing persons' experience, and they have no memory of what happened to them. Even when they're searched for, by foot, by trained investigators, and by mass manhunts, the people remain missing. Search and rescue dogs cannot find their scent. And remember, this isn't an episode of TV. This isn't the local whatever it is show that you might be watching. This is a trained investigator with decades of experience who's reporting these similarities. And even when a body is found, the cause of death is hard to determine. Whether alive or dead, they're often missing shoes and clothes. If they were with somebody else, which naturally usually you go about with your friends, they just seem somehow to get separated. One minute they're together, the next minute they're gone. Again, this is not an urban legend. This is not a campfire story. David Palides is a retired police officer who is accomplished and has accolades that people can only dream of. So if a police officer cannot figure out what is happening to people, who or what exactly is causing people to disappear? The fact is, the hidden ones have always been able to make things happen. Whether having someone killed at random, like what's happened apparently with Lee Harvey Oswald, or to simply disappear, there is no way to escape their grasp. Even if you've done nothing noteworthy, if you're not necessarily the most brilliant person in the world, or you think you're leaving an ordinary life, you still might be worthy of attention as a candidate for their foul schemes. Again, the less interesting, the less, attra- the less attention you attract, the more useful you become as a pawn. Now, once you've been disappeared, you'll be enrolled in a mind control scheme. Because remember, the people who have disappeared and been found have no memory of what happened to them. Even after, even after hypnotic regression, they still don't recall what's, what happened. But at whatever happens, <laughs> you wind up forgetting whatever happened to you. Your life will be forever changed. And hopefully, you're one of the lucky ones that gets to return. Now, everyone is pretty much familiar with hypnosis, probably the most publicly known of all the mind control techniques. It's been around for hundreds of years. Now, hypnotherapists, once again, I'd never mean to cast any dark light on a profession as a whole. 
So whenever I mention one of these, one at one or any profession, I have nothing against the profession in general, with one or two cases, but I'll make that abundantly clear. But a skilled hypnotist can either implant a false memory in your head, or, as has more recently been discovered, put in what's called a screen saver memory. Now, a screen saver memory is almost exactly what it seems like. The idea is to put a false memory in, but hide it so well that even a trained hypnotist will be hard pressed to tell that it's a false memory. And it hides another memory that is more important, just like a screensaver on your computer. And that is the exact purpose of it. When they found the MKUltra victims and the ones that have come forward, they found that they had multiple levels of programming and even multiple personalities that could be uncovered after a lot of hard work. But this was no easy task. The hypnotherapists had really done their job, and I suspect, since other technologies are involved, modern technologies, with drugs, with all sorts of techniques like flashing lights and subliminal images, I'm sure hypnotherapy is kind of like the blunt blunt edge sword that you go in with. These modern technicians are using a fine scalpel to gently cut out exactly what they want and implant what they want. And if you'll notice, since about the 1950s, the media has been implanting the idea of alien abductions into our collective minds. This allows them to further deepen the cover by the black agencies who serve the Illuminati. Now, I'm not saying aliens don't exist, but this is a trick that's been done for many years. In the mid-1940s, when the United States was testing their first jets, of course they didn't want anyone to know they had this new technology. So one of the pilots caught up a great idea. He put on a gorilla mask underneath his helmet. And when they asked him, why are you putting on a gorilla mask? And he said, because... If another pilot sees me and they come back and report it, no one is going to believe him that a gorilla was flying a, flying a plane with no propellers in the air. Simple but effective. One simple gorilla mask and no one would believe their story. And since the idea of alien abductions is now freely available to everybody, there's talk shows that are based entirely around it. There's people who specialize in it. And to be honest, I'm not really convinced of alien abductions. There might be one or two out there, but overall, aliens would have no real reason to visit us. If they wanted something from our planet, say minerals, water, whatever it might be, they could easily extract them from the moons of Jupiter or Saturn, and there's nothing we as a species could do about it. Think about it. The only thing that would happen would be the Juno probe might see some aliens and there'd be a big discussion at NASA, you know, what do we do? Nothing. And as far as aliens having interest in us as a species, that's fairly arrogant. I mean, once they had studied a few of us, they'd figure out, this is a very weird and divided species. Perhaps we might want to leave them alone. We, we do take monkeys from the wild and we do put them in the zoo, but... 
The people who go and live amongst the monkeys, like Jane Goodall, are few and far between. The funding simply isn't there, and I imagine aliens would be on a very similar budget. Would that be what they spent their entire time doing? Very unlikely. A real advanced alien species would have far more interesting things to do than to watch our little backwater world in person. After all, I'm sure they would have TV and the internet, and they would easily be capable of hacking into ours and reading our emails, watching our programs, and even reading our Facebook posts. In earlier times, people were abducted were supposedly taken by the fairies or agents from other countries. There was always a method to explain disappearances away. Now, for those of you who've heard, or for those of you who may have doubts, I wish to bring up the case of Countess Bathory, or sometimes as she's known, Lady Dracula. For those of you who know about this lady, I will keep the introduction short. For those of you who don't know about her, she was a countess, logically, and she used to abduct young girls or entice them to come serve her. But after taking more than 600 during medieval times, 600 local girls, and butchering them, <laughs> that, yes, that's what she did. She was an Illuminati member, not directly, but by blood, and her pastime was taking young girls, again, ages 14 and 15, show up again, and butchering them, murdering them, sometimes torturing them for days on end. Now, why she did this is somewhat of a mystery. Some report that she bathed in the young girl's blood to restore her youthful appearance. Others say she was just simply sick and twisted. I'm sure she would have a lot in common with Nicholas Cruz, a Florida school shooter. But the fact is, since ancient times, the elite have been able to make people disappear. And think about that. One countess being able to make 600 individuals disappear, young girls, in a fairly close-knit community, is a very significant undertaking, especially when the populations were not quite so big as they are today. A lot of the townspeople would know each other by name. Now, if you, might want, if you want to know what happened to her, she was eventually caught, and the outroar was so great that she was put on trial, but to keep things quiet, the king didn't have her executed, he simply had her put away, locked up by herself and fed her meals through a, through a, little, through a little closet door, kind of like solitary confinement in the modern day. Now, while this would be torturous, it isn't killing somebody, and when have ever kings and queens been squeamish about killing somebody who is inconvenient? But since she was of the Illuminati bloodline, they couldn't kill her. They just simply wanted her memory gone. But it hasn't gone away. It still lives on to the modern day. And the modern people are using the exact same techniques. School shootings, disappearances, people who are with you one minute and gone the next. And when they come back, they have no idea what happened to them. I'm sure Countess Bathory would be very proud. And the fact we have live in modern times shows how much in control of our lives 
that the globalists are. We have CCTV cameras, cell phones, and even dogs fail to respond when they want someone to disappear. And just like witnesses are silenced. The most curious thing is that the victims in all these incidents tend to be either of the higher intellectual cohort or the lowest. So, the Illuminati is targeting either the people who are smart enough to be of use to the Illuminati directly, or the ones that are least useful. This is eugenics rearing its ugly head after nearly 80 years. Again, the top 10%, the most brilliant people, tend to get abducted, and the bottom 10%, well, let's be, let's be charitable. The upper and lower cohorts are either abducted or disappear. Because after all, somebody in the upper cohort might overanalyze something, whereas somebody in the lower cohort just might go with the flow. Now, if it is this bad, in the supposedly Western industrialized country with equal rights, imagine how much worse it is in the undeveloped world. You see, those people in the middle in the Western world are left alone because they seem to be more controllable, more of the norm, more ready to comply with the schemes of the New World Order. But in South Africa, Africa, sorry, South, I didn't mean to pick on a country there, I apologize. South America, Africa, and Asia, they have much more leeway to pick who they want and when they want. These are places where dictators can openly order whole villages depopulated to satisfy the whims of the rich elite and the mysterious. And of course, those actions don't receive the same attention as an actress who is unduly propositioned or a school shooter, but they are no less tragic to the victims involved. In a world of over 7 billion people, we still have so many at risk, not only in places with strange-sounding names that are far away, but in our own backyard. They can shoot you. They can suppress you. They can make you disappear, and you will never know the reason why, nor what happened to you. So, whatever you do, keep an inquisitive line, mind. Be smart. Be intelligent and be mindful of your surroundings because you never know who or what may decide to take an interest in you. Be aware of your surroundings. Next time you're at a park or passing by a creek, you're in danger. Even if the creek is too small to drown in or you're an excellent uh, swimmer, remember, that is their modus operandi. They are criminals, they are globalists, and they do whatever they like. Stand up by being aware. Make sure you are protected. Make sure you're capable of defending yourself. Remember, as I said, defend yourself. I don't advocate violence, but I do advocate being able to protect yourself. But mostly, make sure you are healthy and safe. And just so you know, I am of sound mind. I'm relatively healthy for my age bracket, and I am in no way self-destructive. I also tend not to wander around in places where anything could happen to me and I would suggest you make sure your families know the same about you. To end the episode as usual, we have some thank yous. Thank you to Pipe Choir with their music stand-up, the theme of this show. 
thanks many thanks once again to a view from space facebook group your support to this show is always wonderful spooky weird and cool facebook group a bunch of wonderful people um this coming week march the first i will be releasing cemetery island the book I've been talking about ever since this podcast began, and I am proud to say will be launching March the 1st. Amazon Kindle, you will be able to download it. Next week, quite probably, I will be able to include the link in the description for you to download. And after that, I'm looking forward to seeing you all next week. It'll be a very busy week for me. I'm not sure if I'll have a full show like I usually do, but I will always do my best. So thank you. Be safe, and remember, wherever you are, they can always get to you.